You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Does it ever feel like too much? We spend so much of our day consuming food, music, social media, etc. But when is enough enough? This week, we explore the dangers of overconsumption, how to recognize when you're overconsuming, and ways to become a more conscious consumer. Hola, hola. Thanks for listening to Carly's Couch. Glad to be here as always. Hope you're glad to be listening. Hey, yeah. Excited to be here as well. Um, the beginning kind of sounded like an infomercial. <laughs> I felt funny when I was reading it. Yeah, you was going in. <laughs> um, how you been doing, Carly, this week? Uh, this week has been pretty good. I'm still a little sleepy, still getting dark early, but you know, we out here. How you been? I'm doing great. I had a pretty great week, been chilling, getting work done, um, spending time with folks. So all is well. I'm excited for holidays, I think. I don't know. I always just want to go somewhere else. So getting out of here for a little bit. Um, yeah, so feeling pretty good. Yeah, that's always a win. Um, I feel like this topic came up because I was exhausted one day and I felt like I really didn't do anything all day. I was having just a chill day, but I was like watching TV shows. I was reading. And at the end of the day, I was just spent. I was exhausted. And I was like, man, I feel like maybe I overdid it on doing nothing. If that makes sense. Like, (laughs) I don't know. So I thought it would be an interesting topic to discuss, especially around this time of year, because I feel like with holiday parties and holidays and, like alcohol, alcohol sales go up, people eating more and eating good and, you know, just discussing like what overconsumption actually looks like and how that affects us. Yeah, is overconsumption um, relegated to like a time period? Like could you overconsume in a day or is it just something like over time you think that makes it like affect you? Um, or to consider yourself like an overconsumer? Oh, I would think that that would have to be something over time. But I think overconsumption can happen in a meal. Like, mm-hmm. I know we've all eaten too much and been like, oh, man, I knew I should have stopped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself an overconsumer? I wouldn't. I would say I'm I'm probably a pretty conscious consumer. Um, for the most part, I would say I probably overconsume technology for sure. Um, but everything else I'm pretty conscious about. Okay. What about um, you? Yeah, I consider myself an overconsumer in general. I would. Um, I think there's a lot of different areas in which I overconsume, especially according to like what I need. So for me, I would consider overconsumption when you're going well beyond just what you need, um, which I definitely think I do in most spaces. And some of those areas would be like uh, with technology, with material stuff, um, some mentally, like getting mentally exhausted, even with physically with your body and eating and some of the other things like that. Um, and even socially. So I think in all areas, I definitely do overconsume. Yeah, I was saying, I think it's important to look at it in all of those different spaces, too. It's like, you know, I'm more mindful about what I eat, but man, I'd be scrolling sometimes for a long time or, you know, always uh, having my phone in my hand. I remember one day I tried to count how many times I opened up my phone and there ain't no way I was going to I was going to make that because mm-hmm. it's way too many throughout the day. Yeah. And you see more and more of the apps are within our phone software that they do track those things for you because even they recognize that. All right. People are spending a lot of time here and noticing that some people want to be more mindful of it. Um, so they definitely make it easier for you or to set timers and all of that. Uh, for how much time you can spend in particular apps. So we can see, I think, in general, like there is kind of like a, uh, yeah, well, y'all might be doing a little too much 
um, even within the spaces where we do too much. Mm -hmm. I think it's easier to see things like, you know, you said materially, like if I'm shopping a lot and I keep on buying clothes, you start to notice clutter. Like if stuff stops fitting in your closet and your drawers or if you just buying a bunch of stuff, you can start to see physical clutter in places. But it, I think it can be harder whenever it's like technology or even um, like food or alcohol or stuff sometimes just because so sometimes we're like in the moment and not really present and thinking about how much mm -hmm. we're intaking so let's go area by area then just to think about like what could it look like if you're over consuming in these spaces like what are some of the ways you may be doing so um so that like as a listener you can identify if you kind of might be over consuming in a particular area um so first we have technology so of course too much scrolling on social if you feel like you're on autopilot when you just pick your phone up and scroll 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 all the time which I would say most of us probably do fall victim to um and just being like always on the phone in general um is so interesting to me there's a scientific thing where it's like if you see somebody else on their phone you automatically kind of grab yours as well um so just notice those things think about maybe when you can leave your phone at home or uh, try setting those timers. One thing that I saw this week that I thought was interesting is how um, in other countries, in Asian countries where they have more censorship, they were talking about how within their apps, they don't have the never-ending scrolling feature um, and that they stop and tell you like, hey, do you want to take a break right now after like five minutes or after so long? So even for the folks who create some of these platforms, like they also recognize the habit-inducing uh, nature of those same platforms and then also kind of want to like air quote protect their folks from you know just becoming mindless scrollers also so apparently for us we got to be on our own <laughs> to like <laughs> actually stop and take a break etc like those things are all um especially like the non the non-stop scroll like that's something that's new um within technology for us so yeah you easily can fall victim to it I'm so glad you brought that up because I saw that as well. And actually for kids under, I think, 14 or 15, they have dark hours. So they can't even get on like TikTok or social media after 10 p.m. and not until like 8 a.m. or something. Mm -hmm. So just thinking about how, yeah, we don't have those things here. And, and what would it look like if we actually took some downtime um, in those spaces? So, yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up. I think that's so interesting. Yeah, and it's all psychological too because now, you, you know, if we don't have a dark time, it's like, oh, I don't want to feel like I missed out on – conversation or things that's happening, et cetera, that other people are talking about. Um, also, like, I feel like we've definitely all seen the gamers who, like, will be on their computer, you know, like, literally for 72 hours and just being really, like, into a game. Um, and also, like Carly was saying at the beginning, streaming. Sometimes we stream, um, watch Netflix for hours or whatever we're watching and just kind of zone out on consuming uh, movies, TV, et cetera, also. So that may be one area. Another one is financially uh, or materially. And around this time, we buying gifts for other people. And a lot of our a lot of us are buying them for ourselves as well. So shopping, if you notice that, you know, every day you buying something new, getting that shop pay uh, text message. Hey, payments coming out soon. Um, just noticing if you have more than what you need or even what you want and you maybe still feel like it's not enough or like you still have this compulsion to continue buying things like looking around your house in your closet is a great key area to see if maybe you're over consuming fashion. Yeah. And one thing I super admire about folks when I do go to their houses is, you know, those people or maybe like your aunt or your parents or a friend who you go in their pantry and they literally have like 10 of everything. And it's like, they are ready for months with like stocked of food. And I've always like kind of wanted to be like that, but also it's like, I don't get it. 
um, I definitely just go to the store for the meal I'm about to make next. So um, in some ways, that's not who I am. So I wouldn't say I'm an overconsumer per se with some of those. But also, of course, like I'll look around and there's clutter or I have friends who it's like, bro, you don't have to keep every receipt. Like they just have like no matter what it is, like they just have a house full of just like junk all over the place that you're never going to look at until it's like, well, you never know when I'm going to use this. And I feel like um, it's more so overconsumption if you are like buying and shopping and shopping, right? If you are really being a consumer and buying a million things. So um, like one of my friends who she is like a shopper, et cetera, and she's always like getting stuff, but then she literally has to like clean out her closet every few weeks because it's just so, so much stuff, which shout out to her because I be getting all the stuff from her. But um, <laughs> I'd be like, you doing another cleanup? Because <laughs> I'm trying to wear all her stuff that she's worn like one time. Um, but yeah, that's what it looks like. It's just like, why do you have so much stuff? I popped some tags today on some stuff. I'm like, oh, I've had this for so long in the closet. I'm never even worn it. So it's like, why are you continuing to like add and add and add without subtracting or without necessarily needing? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very easy one to see. It's probably one of the easiest ones to see. A harder area that we might be over consuming in and not really thinking about is mentally. Um, I mean, outside of overworking, because I feel like a lot of people are overworked right now. Um, All that hustle and grind culture, I always feel like you have to be doing something so you can feel the burnout from that. But then also on the flip side, like even if you're trying to get better as a person, trying to learn to love yourself more, you can over consume like self-help and self-care books and podcasts. If you're constantly like every day, that's all you're reading. That's all you're listening to. All you're thinking about is how you can fix things like that. I found myself like being an over consumer there. And so this past like past couple weeks, I challenged myself to read more fiction, to listen to more things that aren't like, let me try to fix myself. Cause I felt just burnt out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes me want to pause in the middle of this list and ask though. So what is a substitute in these spaces? Right? Like, Okay, if you're gonna overconsume something, what's wrong with overconsuming self help or a podcast or a book that's gonna help you? What would you say should go in that space instead? So, perfect question, and I'm glad you asked it. If all you're doing is consuming ways to fix yourself, you're never giving yourself time to actually sit with all of those things that you're learning and reading. You're never really figuring out how you can apply them or looking at the things you've applied. Have they given dividends? Like, are they worthwhile things that I've done? Because everybody's life is so different. And so in the interim, like when you might take a break from, you know, reading these things or listening to these podcasts to make yourself better, check in with yourself, see where you are, see how these things you've implemented have made you feel. Give yourself a break from all of that so you can also spend more time creating and seeing maybe what it is that you need instead of just like, oh, fix, 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 fix. It's like, actually, let me check in with myself and then kind of enjoy or look at my progress or track where I am. So it's not overconsumption if you read a self-help book every day and listen to two podcasts a day as long as you take a pause. I mean, I think it depends on the person, but some people probably not. They could they could probably read five a day and that would be overconsumption, whereas, you know, Some people maybe only want to read one self-help book a month and that's enough for them. But Mm -hmm. as long as you're taking time to see how things take effect, as long as you're giving yourself a rest from constantly feeling like you need to fix yourself, I feel like that's a good pause. So again, it's almost like making sure your um, measure of this is that you're getting what you need and not overdoing it, Not, not necessarily going past what you need. Yeah, and if you never stop, you never know if you're full. Like, that's like continuously eating forever. It's like at some point, 
that button's going to bust and you're going to have the itis, so you need to pause. Mm-hmm. So going back to that list, then another space where you can overdo it and overconsume is with physical uh, matters. So, for example, overeating, which I'm guilty of every day. Um, some people even have like a workout addiction where they are. And that's also something else like body dysmorphia and maybe other things that are part of that. Um, but you can overconsume and like do too much going to the gym. I know people who I think sometimes like, yo, you're doing too much with um, like always being in some kind of diet or some kind of like thing, taking pills or doing a thing, um, trying to lose weight or trying to like monitor their body in that way. Um, also, for sure, over drinking is a very easy thing that you could probably know if you overconsume. I think I literally drink every day, so that's probably me. Um, and drugs, which I also do every day, so that's probably me as well. Um, you can overdo it with smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, maybe probably other things too. I don't know. I'm, I'm not here to judge any of it, but it's something to think about. Like, am I doing more than I need to do? And or maybe also why am I doing it, um, which we'll also get into. So I won't do too much with that. Um, you can also get too much sleep, I think. Um, and not, I think I know because there are days when – um, man, I used to get like 13 to 15 hours of sleep, but you still wake up not refreshed. You wake up feeling even more kind of lethargic. Um, but I don't, again, that's kind of up to you. I would also say, because I know sometimes you do need to catch up. Um, but at some point it's like, all right, you're, do, you're doing too much. You can definitely get too much sleep. Mm-hmm. And then one that I also another area that I think we can overconsume and not really be mindful of is socially. So if like you never spend alone time, like if you're never, you know, spending time to take care of yourself, you're always with other people or always talking to somebody on the phone, always texting with people like never taking that time for yourself. Like I think that's overconsumption. Like you're never giving yourself the time to sit with yourself. Mm-hmm. Or to just be. Or if you're always going out knowing, damn, well, you don't want to be somewhere. It's like, come on, bro. Like, when when is enough going to be enough? Mm-hmm. Um, so think about those areas and some of those examples we gave. And where would you say you overconsume? Do you overconsume in all of those categories? And there may be some other categories and things that we're not necessarily thinking of. Um, but essentially, though, that kind of gives you like you know, an outline of things for you to think about in your life. Um, so what are some ways to over to identify if you are an overconsumer? So now that we've talked about each of the areas, these are just some little tidbits to look for in your life or maybe in your space uh, just to really check in. But, um, man, my grandparents' house, bro, they were low-key hoarders, but – Every time I went over there, they had new little knickknacks. They had new little things that they got from a garage sale. They had these things. And it's like, bro, y'all have so much stuff. Like, why Why do you have so much stuff? And so I think, you know, talking about, like, looking at clothes, looking at things, if you have too many things, like, way more than you could ever use in a lifetime, you're definitely over-consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just means looking around. Like, if you look around and you don't see a bare wall in your house or if you look in the back seat of your car and you can't see the floor – Um, or if you look in your closet and you got shoes on top of shoes, um, one thing is you might just not have a lot of space, which, you know, it is 2021 and, and these houses be small, um, not of any problem of yours, but that's life right now sometimes, or shout out New York. If we have any listeners, I know y'all got a closet space. However, um, right. (laughs) Damn. Not under the staircase. (laughs) Carly called New Yorkers Harry Potter. Um, just want to make sure y'all heard that. But um, but yeah, if you if you have ample space and you know like you're using four fourths of it, then you may want to reconsider. So just thinking about it in that way. 
Um, another one that um, I just talked about, Waste Bees, last week. Um, and that's been helping me figure out to be a more mindful eater. Like, I, uh, the first day I got my, my Waste Bees was the day after Thanksgiving. And someone had got me a plate <laughs> from of Thanksgiving food. And now you know dang well that all that food together, like, is just a lot in your belly. Man, I felt like the Michelin man and somebody had tied something real tight around his waist. Like, I felt like I was about to explode. And so that's been a good mindful tool with, for me for, like, overeating or overconsuming because my waist beads would be like, trick, we ain't got the space. Stop. Yeah, that is probably good for real time. Um, <laughs> and then, like, with me, I just often, like, literally, like, I, it just doesn't feel good, right? Like, um, you keep going and going. And I try to eat fast knowing I'm eating fast so I don't feel myself getting full and I just want to taste everything. Um, but yeah, like your stomach, like kind of hanging out, it like can literally hurt. It's just too much. Um, and the same with drinking too much, or if you're smoking or doing a, too much of a drug, like we all know how that feels when you've tweeted like, oh yeah, I ain't drinking no more. And it's like, all right, bro, you said that every weekend. Um, and yet for some reason we still overdo it, but it just doesn't feel good. So one of the things I remember, um, this is probably from like a breaking habits type of podcast, but they were talking about like how if you really start to be more mindful of like how it feels to do a thing um, and how you're feeling afterwards, like you'd really consider like, hey, I actually don't enjoy how this feels like as I'm smoking and coughing or as I'm eating. And it's like you feel yourself just being like ridiculously overstuffed um, and to pay attention to that and just to listen to yourself and to kind of let that be what allows you to stop instead of like, it's almost like while we're doing the thing and feeling bad, we're still telling ourselves like, oh, this feels good or this is what I want. Um, and so to be more mindful while you're doing it is a big key with that. But think about how that feels every time the next day after you drink too much. And it's just like, oh, I'm not productive. It's, it's usually too much. Yeah, if you're always tired and exhausted. And like I said, even if you didn't do anything that day, but you're still tired, like there's probably something like that you're over consuming or not paying attention to. And then um, back to like the drinking thing some, or drugs or whatever, sometimes stuff actually feels good, but it's not even in alignment. So, you know, you're over consuming for your goal. So even if your body maybe not be showing signs that you're overdoing it, like, you know, you overdoing it for where you're trying to be with your health or where you're trying to be with your mental or whatever's going on. So I think that's also a great checkpoint. Like are all these things that I'm consuming in alignment with my goals? What were you saying with that exactly? Like, like if you know, if you know you're trying to be more mindful of like weight or something like that, for example, just to make sure you're going into your meal with that mindfulness. Or so let's say that like maybe you, you know, eat a whole thing of ice cream or whatever the thing is. It's like it's if like, you know, that's not what you. Yeah. Even if you don't feel you bad. Do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't feel bad, that could be a good overconsumption check. Like maybe your mm -hmm. body's not showing the signs, but you're overconsuming for your goals mm -hmm. to knowing dang well that tomorrow you're going to be feeling it at your workout, but it feels okay today. <laughs> so yeah. thinking about so, that. Carly, why do we do that then? Like, why do we hop online and buy a bunch of stuff? I, I went stupid on Amazon today. It wasn't even stupid. It was just, literally it felt weird because i was like oh man i need a nail clipper and i was like damn i feel bad just going on amazon to get a nail clipper so i was like what else do i need i got like some floss and like some ipad like i just got a bunch of random stuff just because i was like thinking of things to buy instead of it just being like i need a thing and just getting a thing um so why do we do that why do we go buy everything at this sale when we know we have a closet full of stuff or why do we um, go to Costco when we know it's just us at the crib. Like, why do we overconsume? 
Man, there are so many reasons. Um, but a few that came to mind, like dopamine, we get excited. Like our brains are like, yay, whenever we get things that we need. But also it could be fulfilling a need. Like you might feel like loving, like buying something for yourself is an act of you loving yourself. And so maybe you actually need some self-love, but you're not conscious with yourself. So instead you're buying a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. that gives you that same feeling because you're not aware that that's what you need. And shout out to my therapist for it. Is that wrong? Putting though, that in perspective. Is that loving yourself and, and doing something for yourself? Well, it can be um, unless it's overdone. So, for example, like, you know, if I'm like, man, you know, each paycheck, I'm going to give myself something nice, like a staple for my closet. Or on my birthday, I'm going to give myself a really expensive perfume. Whatever the thing is that feels good, you want to do it. But if you're doing it every day, it's too much. Mm -hmm. And you need to find healthier ways or ways that don't hurt your pocketbooks or hurt your space to love on yourself. And so it's like you have to figure out what you need um, first, but a lot of it has to do with the way our brain chemistry is. So if things have given you pleasurable results before, then maybe that's why you keep doing them. Like, man, you know, I smoke because I feel anxious. So then every time you start to feel anxious, you start smoking. Mm -hmm. But that can make you feel more anxious. And so it's like figuring out better ways to deal with those emotions that come up. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know all the science behind, like, retail therapy, but I have noticed even with me for sure too, like, Sometimes it's like, all right, when you get some money or when you just like, it just makes you feel better just to get some things or just like what I was saying before, I'll find myself like thinking about, like, all right, what can I get? Like, cause you just want to get something mm -hmm. but, um, and it does feel good, but also it is like, all right, I know I'm just trying to, I don't know. Like, I know there is just something else and I'm just trying to like find a way to like appease something. Um, so yeah, I would have to figure out or look more into that to see what that is. Um, but also with the last thing you just said, that kind of fits into some of these things just becoming habits and um, kind of being on autopilot. And so being more aware, more mindful, more thoughtful um, might be or because we're not those things might be why we kind of struggle with over consuming. Man. OK, so I recognize this in myself um, with coffee. So in and when I started in, I don't know if I started working, but I started drinking coffee and it became like a thing of comfort just to have that coffee for myself. And I'm not even like a huge, huge coffee fan, but I notice anytime I'm having a bad day or I'm not feeling well or I'm upset, I want to get myself a coffee because it's like a little act of self-love. Like in my head, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this thing for my, this nice thing for myself. Like I need to treat myself. And it's like, bro, like actually you, that's not what it is. Like you need to figure out what's going on and then love yourself outside of that. So it just became a habit. Mm -hmm. Me drinking coffee all the time, always having one was just a habit. Yeah, but again, I wonder, like, what does that mean to love yourself outside of that? Because what's wrong with, you know, if you if getting a coffee will make you feel better right now, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I feel like there's levels to that where it's like, okay, just get a coffee. If getting a coffee makes you feel okay. And so it is, And but then it's like, I, it got to the point where I would even buy a coffee and not drink it. I just wanted to buy it and have it, and I'd get home, and then mm. I would have, like, two, three coffees in my fridge because I'm, I'm a weird person that, like, saves coffee. Anyways, mm. but, like, you know, that's the issue. It's like, okay, bro, what's going on to where you just buying yourself something that you don't even really want in this moment to make yourself feel good mm -hmm. when you could do something else? And so was it a matter of you trying to figure out what that other thing was? Yeah, like, so, okay, well, what's another way I can treat myself now that doesn't involve me spending money on something I don't want mm -hmm. or taking time to get up and go drive somewhere to go get this thing that I don't even really want, but in my head that's what's going to make me feel better? Mm -hmm. It's like, how can I actually feel better without that? And it's okay to buy it sometimes. I'm not saying don't ever treat yourself or don't ever give in to these things. But if you notice patterns in your life, like, oh, I buy something every time I'm having a bad day. Huh. Maybe that's something to look at. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been spending all this time, though, talking about what does overconsuming look like and um, getting a little bit into, like, why you shouldn't. But moving more into that latter point. Um, so what's wrong with that, right? Like, if it feels good to eat, if it... 
it feels good in the moments. Um, I think we just talked about this, right? Short-term gratification. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of relates to a lot of the things we said with that. Um, I think it relates to a lot of things we've talked about in the past as far as just mindfulness in your activities and what you do. Um, but what is the danger in it? Like, what's the caution in overconsuming? So if we take a very physical thing and overconsumption, like um, eating, like you're weakening your body's immune system. You are gaining weight. You are not able to move as easily. You're not sleeping as well because your body's processes are trying to deal with all of this overage. So that's a very physical example, but even like a mental one. That one I think is easy to like just literally see and understand. Like it's it's just not healthy. Yeah. Um, But then with the other ones, what would you say? So like a mental overconsumption. So if I'm always just trying to fix myself, I put myself in this perpetual state of like, always intaking and I'm never sitting with myself. I'm never able to create because I'm always receiving and trying to work on things and listening to everybody else's opinion that I don't even know where I am in space. Like, I don't even know how I'm feeling about stuff. I haven't spent any time doing things and creating and putting my thoughts out into the world. And I think that that's really important. Um, and I, I challenge myself to do better. Like even when I get on social media, like I'm like, okay, I can't get on unless I post something that brings value to other people. Like, unless I post one of my own thoughts, like I don't want to get on and just read everybody's thoughts all day. What do I think? Mm -hmm. What about with, um, like your space and clutter and things like that, um, or shopping too much or having too many material things? Um, what is the con there or the danger there? Bread. Um, nobody has. Infinite. I mean, what bread. if I got? What if you got money? You like, know, if you got, if it I like have that. money to shop and I and I shop, like wh- again, like what is the danger? And I'm not even trying to challenge you, but I'm just trying to think around this stuff. Like, what is the problem with having a huge closet and a lot of stuff? If I'm a millionaire and I have the money to have that, um, I would say that one. So first, clutter isn't great for anybody's physical space, and so that can affect your mental and how you're doing work and your focus. But on another level, like. Let's say you are a millionaire, you do have the right, it doesn't matter, but you're buying stuff to make yourself feel better. Like, you have to look at the why. Why am I over-consuming? If you notice that's a thing, you got money, it doesn't even matter why. But if you notice there's a thread, like, oh, I'm doing this just to make myself feel good, then you're always going to rely on external things to make yourself feel good, and you can start to look inside and maybe figure out something Mm -hmm. else to bring yourself joy or to fill that need that you feel like you're fulfilling by buying things. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm super sold on the scenario of if you can do it and you do have the space and it's not cluttered, that that it necessarily has to be a bad thing or maybe not yeah. in that way. Um, because in, and thus far in this episode, we are thinking of, well, maybe not for all of it, but we have kind of looked at it a little bit limiting as far as like, um, okay, don't have clutter in your house and or you want to make sure you are being responsible with your budgets and with those things, right? That makes sense. But, like, if you do think about, like, celebrities who, you know, they have a huge closet, they have a zillion things, that is over-consumerism. That is over-consumption to have just a lot of things. That's over-consumption. But in those cases where you can, um, I'm not sure if if it's easy to talk about why that's not a good thing. But one thing I do recognize is the benefits of more minimalism. Um, And we've talked about that before, too. We had an episode on minimalism. And I do know that to have less stuff, um, and I'd have to go back to remember what our points were on that myself, but to have less stuff um, does make it easier for you to move. Like, you have less decisions to make. You have less to think about. Um, I think that 
every once in a while, like I don't have the, a big closet at all, but like I'm always kind of going through every once in a while myself and I will take stuff out just to get out of the way, right? It's getting either shabby or I've worn it 500 times or it doesn't fit anymore or whatever, right? It's like, okay, I don't need this to just be in my space. Um, and I think there is something to clearing those things out that also allows you to kind of clear your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I'm thinking about is like, you know, before you start working, sometimes you have to kind of clean your space up and it just, you just need space. And that kind of correlates with your mental space. Um, but again, with, for somebody who has like their closet is the size of my house. Now I don't, I don't know like necessarily what a con would be, but I do understand the benefits of doing less and of minimalism. Yeah. And that is an interesting thing. So maybe if you have the space, like if you got a 28 car garage and you have 28 cars, like and that's your thing. Like you love cars mm-hmm. and that's what you, I don't think there's an issue with that, mm-hmm. but I that would is say, over consuming, but I'm um, yeah. Like do your thing, have your hobby. Yeah, I guess have also. no, have no qualms about that. I would just challenge you. Even if you got the bread, even if you have the space, just notice if you're trying to fill a need with something else. Like if you're trying to fill a void with cars or fill a void with, you know, mm-hmm. shopping and feeling good because you get the little dopamine spikes and high after buying something. Mm hmm. So just to be more mindful, to be a more conscious consumer. So not maybe that's not a bad thing, but maybe there's a way to be more conscious. Um, and then depending on what you are over consuming. So um, thinking about watching 20 hours of Netflix, for example, versus like in, you're still sitting there and you're consuming, but spending maybe more time or having more time where you are just like more still, whether you meditate, whether you are just sitting there. And, you know, that also is a time that we get a lot of ideas, right? Or that, you know, when you're being still, you can get more creative. I feel like during downtime from work, it's like, all right, you've been working. And now it's like, all right, well, let me go. You go from work and looking at Zooms to looking at another screen. And sometimes it, it isn't really refreshing. Um, but again, it's like sometimes you do want to just veg out and that's fine. But and sometimes you don't want to go from work to like, let me go brainstorm and like be more productive too. like sometimes you also, you know, you're not trying to just do that either. Right. Like you need to chill, but just being aware. And I recognize and I notice like any time when I would go to get my lashes done, like you have to just lay on this table with your eyes closed. But for the most part, I'm not usually asleep. There's only been a couple times I fell asleep, which was also great. But um, like the last time I went, I was there for a couple of hours and you're sitting there and it's like prison to me because I hate sitting still for that long. Like it's cra- it just like mentally like I start to like literally lose it, um, which is wild, but whatever. Um, but this last time I went, I was like, I was getting so many ideas, like just from sit laying there. Um, and my brain is just like in its brain, which whatever. I know that doesn't make sense, but I remember getting so many ideas. Like I thought of like a campaign idea for something. I thought of like connecting ideas of like people and um, like oh we should I should have them as a guest on the podcast and like I was just thinking things like I was just getting really good ideas to where I had to tell the guy I couldn't open my eyes and I was like hold on for a second and I like I had to write some things down in my notes app um but I was just like it's just so amazing how when you sit still those things do come to you and there is benefit if that's something you haven't tried at all where you're like okay instead of consuming something else like literally just not consuming anything um, maybe making time in your schedule to just try it and see what happens if you just kind of sit there for 30 minutes and don't do anything. Like, don't be on social media or don't go shopping or don't hop on Amazon or don't watch Netflix, but just, like, do, you know, try to do nothing um, and seeing what happens from that. I think maybe you will benefit from it. 
Absolutely. Um, anytime you're still, you allow those downloads and your brain can stop running or stop trying to think about what's going on around you. Um, and then I think that's a great segue into like ways to be a more conscious consumer. And that's taking intentional time off, uh, like taking a break, either unplugging your phone, maybe just not reading, you know, or watching TV, just sitting there for a little bit. Um, but even I would say fasting. So if we're talking about physically, just giving your body a break, whatever it's from. So if it's, you know, fasting from screen time, fasting from food, which has great benefits. Um, if talk to your doctor about that, obviously, but um, allowing your body to rest instead of working out, you know, seven days a week, like all of these things are important. Like even if you're working out seven days a week and you're not seeing the results that you want, you need to rest. That is an integral part of of your body healing and doing all the things that it needs to do. So one way to be an intentional or to be a more conscious consumer is intentional time off, like take a break from things. Mm hmm. Um, and then you said you were reading the dopamine detox, which I remember um, listening to the guy talk about that in another podcast episode. Um, and a lot of that is around the fact that we are just like always needing to spark our minds and spark our brains, spark our brains. I think that was kind of uh, one of the things that kind of had inspired some of the comments and some of the thoughts we were having coming into this episode. But with that, to think about taking a detox is is kind of what you're going into, where it's like, in what places can you scale it back? Um, maybe not forever, but, like, just to see what happens or just to see, like, what else can occur in that space, right? Um, so another area, which I think I already kind of was alluding to, um, like, we know Marie Kondo, who has the book um, about cleaning up and also, like, she had the Netflix show, which I don't know if it's still on there anymore. Um, but just talking about like having having less, but making sure it's of quality, right? So just having the things in your home that actually bring you joy and how do you keep things organized in a way where you even know what you have. Um, I So I did say earlier, like I admire the people who have like those pantries of like, you know, five of everything and they're always ready. And, but I, in one place in my home where I do recognize, like I started to get like that a little bit is in my bathroom. Like now I actually started buying like, okay, let me get the pack of like 10 toothbrushes, you know, instead of just getting a toothbrush. Um, or let me get the, the 10 zillion pack of pads or like whatever. Right. So like, but now I'm like, dang, it's like, I don't know what I still have or like what I have another one of, I don't re even remember because under my sink is just like one of those like crate things. I just kind of have put stuff in there. So I'm like, man, I was thinking today, like I need to go in here and like pull everything out and like organize or assess like, what do I have before? And this is because I was buying this stuff on Amazon too. And I was like, I don't know if I have this already. So I might need to go check. Um, and now I do have like a 30 pack of like Dove soaps and in my room, I was like, man, do I have some other iPad things? I might have some. And by iPad, I mean, you're like your literal eyes, like pads you put around and under your eye. Um, but just like, you know, those little like beauty knickknack type stuff where next thing you know, it's like, damn, I have a lot of stuff, but I don't remember like if how many masks do I have? And especially because I have so many of like the little versions of stuff um, just because I'm always trying to try something new. But it's important to assess what you even have, right, to know what you have um, and to make sure those things are organized in a way so you don't overconsume. Mm hmm. Absolutely. There are so many areas. Man, my kitchen is one. I be buying seasonings. I'm like, God, dog, I already had this joint. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one that's actually came from. How do from you do that, though? Like, do you just keep, like, a, a list? Like, 
I wonder what the best way to organize. Because I think maybe we can over-organize, too. Um, it always looks so sexy, though. Like, the people, yeah. like, on TikToks and stuff, where you pull out your drawer, you have all the compartments. And, yeah. Like, that's cool. But, like, I don't know. I still wouldn't remember what I had. There's a, um, a lady that I know that does organizing. It's a black mm-hmm. woman. Her business is called Natural Born Organizer. So maybe we need to have her on. Oh, yeah. I know a lady who does that, too, actually. So maybe we could have them on to actually talk about that. That'd yeah, be a good she, top of the year thing She to does do. that for, um, like, celebrities' homes. I think she used to just be, like, people's assistant. And then she was so good at organizing um, that she can look at, like, spaces and, like, how do you, you know, utilize your space better and just put things in a better spot and all of that stuff, too. So, yeah, that might be a good idea. Yeah, that's a, that's a gift that she has. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, um, one of the ways in the dopamine detox and what that is, is just noticing areas in our lives that we are addicted to dopamine. Um, but one of the ways that she mentions having her clients work on detoxing from dopamine and taking them away from these behaviors. And a lot of her clients are addicted to hard drugs or sex or things that are, I would say a little bit harder maybe than like shopping, but I'm not sure depending on the severity, but she calls it self binding. And what that means is that you're creating space between you and the thing. So let's say that you're addicted, like you're an alcoholic and you're working on not drinking as much. um, And you want to start taking steps back. There's like little lock boxes that you can buy and put your wine and put your alcohol in that are locked. They're like, they're locked for like 24 hours. So if you're going to take a day off, you can put your wine in there very physically creating space from yourself um, to not be able to do a thing. Another example of that is like um, having a lock on your phone or like on your computer if you're doing work to where you can't go to other sites like for like 30 minutes so you're just focused on what's happening on your computer. There's apps on your phone that will lock all your social media apps you know, for two hours so you can get a paper done or work on whatever you're doing. So self-binding is a way to create some space between you and activity that you're working on getting better at not over-consuming. Yeah, those are good. But then also most of them give you the way out, like to be like to override um, once you've already spent so much time on the social media app, et cetera. So if you find yourself um, overriding consistently, then also I would stop and like take it back off because now you're just like killing your own um, esteem with that or your own, um, what's the word? Um kind of like your own confidence and like your ability to like just relax and so it's almost better I would say too to like take it off if you don't do it um and maybe like somebody else like have the password to your uh platforms or something else also or or you may need to actually get some help or like look at some other ways to curb that behavior Mm -hmm. because if you're constantly undermining yourself you also yeah that doesn't build up the confidence in that habit either um but with that same thing like think about different ways that you can Um, If something has become on autopilot or a habit, like just looking at ways that you can scale back on those things. And a way that maybe you can habit stack. So let's say you're not trying to completely stop watching your Netflix TV shows, but maybe now you only watch them whenever you're on the bicycle at the gym. Like maybe that is your time. Like you can only do it when you're somewhere else. So habit stacking so that you can do both things, but also inspiring a positive action that is good for you and something that you enjoy. So, Carly, um, you said you don't consider yourself an overconsumer, but in the couple of places where you said, um, like, you do know those things, is there anything that you've gained from this that you think you'll try to do differently to combat that? Yeah, and it's so funny because I feel like, man, I, every time I say I'm not something or that I am something, then we do the episode and I'm like, man, maybe I'm more of that than what I thought. Um, I would say my takeaways are probably 
that I am consuming more than I think. My waist beads already helps me like think about food. Um, but I'm gonna spend some more time sitting with it. What about you? Um, for me, I think on the food tip, I'm going to try to order less because most of my stuff I eat out, right? But I I just order so much stuff because I'm like one of those people now. Again, like having having the ability to do so, I'd be like, let me get these two appetizers. We're getting, you know, we're each getting like a big meal and we're getting like two of these things. And we go to like the type of restaurants that has like the multiple, it don't be like huge portions, like, mm-hmm. you know, like a American style restaurant, but they'll have like a lot of different things you want to try. Um, so my thing is, I think I will try to, to order less and to order more, which I have started doing, order more of like vegetable type stuff. Mm-hmm. So that way it's also like, if you're going to get full, at least getting full off of uh, the salad or zucchini versus like you had lamb, uh, beef, chicken, pork and like all on the same meal and, you know, just doing too much. So I think being conscious of like what the choices are um, and trying to do a little bit less. Also, I should probably try to chew like do the 30 chews or whatever, because I'd be stuffing my mouth. Create well, well, pause. <laughs> <laughs> I be stuffing my mouth crazy. Um, yeah, my cheeks be out there. She said what she said. <laughs> but um, yeah, like just just how you do a thing, right? And like it'll allow you to like just be more conscious. So more conscious eating. I said all that to say more conscious eating hmm. is a good focus that I would try to take for sure. Awesome. So hit us up. Let us know, you know, what areas you might be over consuming or some thoughts that this episode sparked for you. And as always, share with a friend. Um, ending with today's question of the week. Dun, 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 dun. What is something random that brings you joy? But then I have an asterisk because I saw a TikTok um, where a guy did this. But I don't mean like flowers, which is cool because we know that that brings you joy. But I mean like weird, like random things like his was... Um, Man, now that I say that, I'm trying to think of what one of his was. But it's like, oh, you know, oh, whenever someone's laughing and they clap at the end, he was mm-hmm. like, you know, that brings me so much joy. That random ass clap at the mm-hmm. end when people really be feeling something. So what's something random like that that just like brings you joy whenever you see it? Mm, that is a good one. Um, I think it's the things like that culturally, like a lot of people just I don't know how we just all do it, but similar to that, it is always like funny and cracks you up when everybody's like, ah, at the end of like, you know, when they're talking or like laughing um, or when people kind of do like that same thing together and you're just like on the same page or when you're like, whoo, like after you do a thing or say something and like everybody's doing that at the same time. I think those are interesting, cool moments because it's like we're all connected. Um because other than that, before you said the story, I was going to say something totally different. But um, I'd have to maybe think or I'd have to, like, be aware through my day of, like, what was something that made me feel like that? What was the thing you were going to say? Um, I was going to say, um, like, my cowboy boots. Because when I was in Dallas last week, I, I already knew I wanted to get some because I was already on my list. I have a list of things I want but don't need. Um, and... I'd, I'd been wanting some brown and some gray cowboy boots. So I went to the store, but I was like super high. I was like, why even put on the country music playlist? Like, <laughs> like, like I was like, we're going to country it up right now. And she was like, damn, like, I'm glad you excited. Cause I got, I found some that I liked and I got them. Um, and then I put them on immediately <laughs> coming out of the store. And I was like, yee, going out of the store, like, yo, ready. And I was like, let's go to the country bar. Um, and she was like, all right, girl, <laughs> like, <laughs> but not, she wasn't diminishing. She was hyped too. She's like, I'm glad you hyped about it. Cause like to do something, to get something that you really wanted to get. And like, I just really wanted those. Um, and I've been wearing them every day since. So 
like a little kid and I love it. So that's something that brings me joy is to see people do things that bring them joy and see them get filled with it. Like that little, yeah, mm-hmm. I would have been in stitches in love every moment. <laughs> Your pictures loved them. Um, so yeah, I was trying not to fall because them hoes are slippery at first. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> they, are, they don't got no up. grip at the bottom. Yeah, the yeah bottom. white man was like, you know, you got to put some coke down and get yeah. some rocks. I was like, oh, now you super country. But like, she's really from Dallas. I was like, oh yeah, y'all yeah, got, gotta, y'all doing a lot. Um, I love seeing people get lost in something that they love to do. So if it's cooking, if it's editing, whatever it is, but to see people's light, uh, like eyes light up whenever they're doing something that they enjoy. I feel like that's not random enough, though. No, no, no. Um, but man, I had a better one, but I lost it because I got excited about your cowboy story. <laughs> I'm going to think about it. But y'all hit us. Let me know the random <laughs> things that bring you joy. Like that TikTok, I, I enjoyed it so much because it's so many little little nuances that people have. Oh, the happy dance that people do when they eat food. Oh, yeah. I love, like that just brings my soul so much joy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I love that so much. So, yes, hit us at Carly's Couch on all platforms. Let us know what brings you joy. Um, random things that like little weird things that people do. All right. And that concludes our episode on overconsuming. And we will see you next week. Peace.